Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And we are back for episode 173. Steve, how's it going? Derek, it's going well. We got a lot of updates. Yeah. You have a big update. I have a medium update. Yep. Um, so let me do my updates first, yeah. and then you can do your big update. Sounds great. Um, after. Uh, first, my update is... Happy belated birthday to me. Yes. Um, my birthday was July 14th, and we thank you for everyone for celebrating. Rob and John flew down for Boston. Love it. Derek did not. He declined mm-hmm. the invitation. Um, we all went to Saddlebrook Resort in North Tampa, spent the night, beautiful golf resort. Wow, nice. Three rounds of golf in 24 hours, pool, all the good stuff. So, wow. Total, total blast. Thank you for everyone for coming. Um, my second update... Uh, Steve got a PS5. Wow. Steve got Huge a PS5. Updates. Finally. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. I'm oh, was, way was behind it, the curve. Was it easy to get? Like, was it, were, were, are we well past the days of like it being impossible to find one or were we able to just get well one easily? Well past. Yeah, yeah. You walk into Best Buy and they're like, yep, behind the counter. There's five <laughs> of them. Um, they're still very expensive and it yeah. like feels, you know, it's a big purchase. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got the PS5, got the God of War bundle. So I've got the new God of War. Nice. And I, it's a great setup. The um, you buy the whatever Game Pass now, and you get a ton of free games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just downloaded like five or six games. Um, so I'm back. Anyone yeah. who has a PlayStation Five, add me. It's Dasco Cool Forty, D A S K O C O O L Four Zero Forty. Dasco Cool Forty. I had to change uh, my name. It was Dasco Cool forever yeah. when I like used to get your PS One or whatever. Um, but they made me change it. So well, was it that was it that you couldn't log in, or, or they said like your things expired, or like what? It just said yeah. create create a password. Yeah. Was like, it, was, it said enter new username, and I entered huh. Dasco Cool. I was like, sorry, oh. choose a different one. Wow. Hmm. I'm, I'll call them. It, it yeah. feels weird yeah. not to have <laughs> yeah. the old name. It really yeah. does. <laughs> you gotta be like, give me my old, give me the old name. Back. Even though I, I, just I, the, <laughs> I just added numbers to the, I just added numbers to the old name. It still yeah. feels weird that like. Yeah. That is still floating around and people could still think it's me. Yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. I'll, I'll have to add you on PS5. I know that we were friends on PS4, but that, that's what we were just talking before before recording that uh, PlayStation's messing it all up, changing your name. All, all your friends that you would have had yeah. might have seen you pop online for the first time in a while, but now that now, that, now you got to re, re-add them all, yeah. you know? So. Now I have to tell all the listeners instead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So go add Steve Dasco. Cool. Uh, my username is drob2591, which is my username for a lot of things. So you can go add me there as well. Uh, I have a little PS5 uh, tidbit in the final drive later coming up. So, and uh, so I know that Steve will have some thoughts on that as a former player of the franchise. I'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we'll get into now that. Get to your update. Get you to got my a big update. One. So this uh, we we had a similar scenario probably about. Almost about a year ago, actually, when the update was, I was recording from a new location. I had moved to Arlington, right, and we were like, "This is this is the new podcast location." And now this is my first podcast episode recording at another new location, which is our new house in Woburn, Massachusetts. Derek's uh, a homeowner. I am a homeowner. Yes, in uh, Woburn. In Woburn, Catherine and I bought a house. We moved in at the beginning of of the month, basically July first. 
and now all of my time is spent uh, mowing the lawn and uh, doing a bunch of other homeowner things and worrying about what's going to break next and things like that. So that sounds like my nightmare. (laughs) Uh, Well, congratulations to you. Is it, are you sure it's Woburn and not Woburn? I am sure it's Woburn, but I enjoy calling it Woburn uh, satirically. So, um, (laughs) Woburn. Well, well, the funny thing is like, like when you talk with some of these, like uh, I was on the phone with national grid, like setting up the gas account and stuff. And you get someone who's from like Tennessee, like handling your, your thing to like create your account. And when you re- they read your address back to you, they we have a pretty low success rate c- currently of pronouncing totally. Woburn correctly. I was the, like, Woburn, yeah. it's like reading it sounds like having to swallow marbles. You know, like, <laughs> Woburn. You know, Woburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing that would indicate... It's, it, it is... It's not maybe as bad as some of the stereotypical list of Massachusetts towns that they always talk no. about, but it's but it's it would be on the list of ones that's like why is it pronounced that way? It's not spelled that yeah. way. <laughs> like there's no precedent for pronouncing that woo like in that word, right? It is a um, very very stereotypical <laughs> suburb of Boston. Yeah. yeah. Um I bet is it towny? Is it very towny uh, out there? You know, it is and it isn't. Like there are certain like so, so Catherine was actually just telling me yesterday she went to, uh, on her way home from work, she stopped at this place and I'm going to shout it out because it's got great, great gas prices. This place called Jimmy's Garage. It's like right <laughs> oh up the God, street. You're, they got the, you're so they got, suburban they got, now. They got the low, they got, shout they out got my the, local gas station. <laughs> well, I haven't been there yet. Gas. I, I haven't gone yet, but they got oh the lowest God, prices dirt. I've driven by. But the, 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 the answer to your question, when she drove in there, there was, she said there was like three people just in the time that she was pumping gas that knew each other. So, um. <laughs> So, so, so in that way it's towny, but at the same time, the, uh, the other side, like there's an entire side of Woburn that is like very, um, like Burlington-y, like, you know, the Burlington mall area, like, like there, there's like a Chick-fil-A, Lowe's, like, like, uh, Chipotle, Cava, like big shopping centers, home sense, home goods. Like there's a lot of commercial stuff in Woburn as well. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's towny in one sense in like the, in like the areas that are not overly commercialized, but then in other areas, it feels more like one of these like mall type towns. You know what I mean? Um, I do. So, so you got to mix a both kind of, but yeah. what's, uh, well, well, one last thing and then we'll move, move on to yeah. the actual pod, but what's the best part about Woburn? The best part about Woburn. That's a good question. I, I'm still trying to iron that out. Um, the gas station prices, probably not the gas prices. <laughs> yeah. I think so actually, <laughs> well, so Realistically, as a new homeowner, probably one of the best parts is that there's both a Lowe's and a Home Depot in close proximity within oh, within yeah. 10 or 15 minutes. But as a more funny fun fact about, about this that I just discovered the other day, um, I'm going to set the radius at 13 minutes, Steve. So at a radius of 13 minute drive from my house, direction. from my yeah. new house, how many 99s do you think there are? Within a thirteen-minute drive radius from my what's house. What's a ninety? What's a ninety? Ninety-nine. Do you know what the you don't know what the ninety-nine is? Like the re, no. the chain of restaurants. Uh, no. Maybe maybe it's more of a northeast thing, but uh, <laughs> clearly. So, uh, but how many do you think there are? You know, it's suburban so Massachusetts. Right? Like uh, a it's not place? fast food. No, it's like a, it's like an Applebee's like type. It's like a like a like a sit <laughs> down. I'm surprised you haven't 99? seen the ninety-nine. Like, have, uh, did you ever see the memes of like? The, the advertisement at Fenway Park. Oh, like the, I, I see the logo. Kids eat, yeah, kids eat free the when the logo. Red Sox win. Yeah. Like, remember that? And the meme yeah, would always I, be the I've Red Sox. I've seen the logo. Pro, I want to say, so, so basically like like Northeast Applebee's, I'll yeah. say within 13 minutes, you said? Yeah. Four. 
Four is correct. And you probably are, <laughs> you, you, you're probably guessing knowing that I wouldn't have asked if it was like, oh, one, you know, right, like, exactly. like four within a 13 minute uh, radius. So that is, I was like, well, I don't know why that's the spot. case. There's literally two of them in Woburn. <laughs> like, so, um, so anyway, that, that's a little fun fact, but, uh, so I'll get back to you once I learn more as far as the best part about Woburn. But overall, I have to say I do, uh, the, the convenience level is very nice. Like we have a, we have a stop and shop four minutes away like a market basket, like five minutes away. Like there's a lot of choices for, for grocery shopping, not a whole foods nearby, but whole foods is what I was, you know, wasting all my money on before. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's kind of, kind of nice to have some of those like, uh, you know, variety, like bigger grocery store options. So a lot of good so far. So nice. Well, we'll congrats, see. Except, Derek. except for when, you know, the oven breaks and things like that. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, but thank you, Steve, and we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on on the developments as we go forward. So can't wait to come visit and stay in the yeah. guest room. Yeah, guest room is open and, and ready for business. So, um, any other updates to kick it off before we start into sports? No, sir. Let's do it. All righty, let's go right into sports. All righty, sports. Um, not the most action-packed season here for sports. We're actually in kind of that. You know, I, it's kind of nice, honestly, sometimes when you don't have a like big, stressful sporting event one after the other. But we're in the middle of baseball season, kind of getting closer to the home stretch. You know, I think August, September are when the regular season starts to really heat up in baseball, right? You're kind of past the 100 game mark after the All Star break, getting towards things. Um, yeah. So we'll start with baseball. Um, both of our teams, obviously, in the AL East, your team, I believe, still leading, although the Orioles have, are charging. Did no, the Orioles take over first sorry. place? The, yeah. The, um, so just to jump right in, the AL East is a mess. Um, yeah. The Rays obviously started off 13-0. They were the hottest team in baseball. We're on fire for the first half. Fun, like, I think they're like 6-19 yeah. and 19 in July. Yikes. Like terrible. Worst, like on track for the worst July in franchise history, which is weird yeah. for a team that's had the best season it's ever had. Yeah, right. Um, so they've lost first place. They were up six and a half games at the beginning of July. Now they're down two games to the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, Orioles, who on the flip side of the coin, have won 12 of the last 15 or something. They're on a tear. Yeah. Um, so I think the Rays are still a third best record in baseball, but are second in the division. Crazy. And... Um, I think they're winning tonight, but it's just, it's been nuts. I mean, like yeah. I, I, the Rays are legitimately having one of the best seasons they've ever had. And I'm not positive they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> like that's how weird it is. Yeah. Uh, luckily the, honestly, the Red Sox aren't having a terrible season and they're no. Yeah. Second, third, what are they? Or, uh, uh, well, they're, they're in the last and last in the AL East right now, uh, tied with the Yankees. But, um, but yeah, the, so the Red Sox are six games over 500 which like yeah. if you look at the if you look at the MLB standings like they'd basically be tied for the lead in the AL Central uh and, and they'd be in second place in most other divisions or, or at least several other other divisions when you look at the wild card race i mean the Red Sox and Yankees are two and a half games out of a wild card playoff spot like like the the third wild card team for the play in game yeah. it's like those are that's the last that's the teams tied for last place in the AL East are two and a half out in the wild card it's like the division is insane, and um, it, it's interesting. This year is the first year uh, we we didn't really talk about this much, but with all the new baseball rules and the pitch clock and all that stuff, kind of snuck in there was the scheduling changes 
where you don't play your divisional opponents 19 times anymore. You used to play yeah. teams in your division 19 times each every year. And now I believe they scaled that back to 13 matchups each with your division. So when you add that up, six six uh, fewer uh, games against each opponent times your four divisional opponents, that's 24 games that the AL East teams are not playing anymore against the AL East teams. <laughs> like, and, and so that's contributing to this division that already last year was a similar way, like where yeah. all five teams were competitive for a lot of the season. Now it's even more dramatic where all five teams are over 500 and like, you know, not getting to beat up on each other as much as they would have normally. Right. So right. it's an interesting well, dynamic. It doesn't really matter because the Braves are a wagon. Yeah. Um, the Braves, I think the entire AL or the entire NL starting line, starting um, yeah. infield was Braves or former Braves. Yeah. It was either Braves or Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson. Yeah, like, right. That, that's it. That was yeah. it. All Braves. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be weird playoffs. I mean, I mm-hmm. I think there's some powerhouse teams, but. Mm-hmm. Some teams like the Rays who have really good pitching, and if they can get a few hits, can yeah. make it far enough. So, yeah, midway through, anything can happen. Yeah, and, 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 and turn around. In general, baseball, I think, has become much more of an anything can happen sport when it comes to the playoffs. You know, I mean, even just what was it two years ago when the Red Sox played the Rays in the playoffs? It's like the Red Sox had no business winning that series. <laughs> like the Rays had, yeah. uh, I think, a hundred win season that year too, and it's like. <laughs> It's a, you get, you're you're looking at five game series like you play 162 and then you yeah. got to just win three to advance right and thing so, is playoff baseball is nuts because you get like yeah one injured starter and then you've got like your two starters and some middle reliever starting yeah. a playoff game yeah. you know it's it's so weird right uh, like you beat one starter that you shouldn't you you put together right. one game against a starter you shouldn't beat and all of a sudden the complexion of that series is like now some like very mediocre pitcher is going to need to like pitch like an ace for that team to win you know it's it's like there's a lot of dynamics there so we'll see long way to go uh Rays could easily get back first place I think they'll still make the playoffs they they should be in position to keep a wild card spot at least but the wild card now in baseball is like you got to scratch and claw for everything you might have to play a one game playoff if you're if you're in that wild card so I hate um so it's definitely like it because it's exciting but I hate the idea of having to do it yeah and and, it, and it's tough for a season like this one where you're going to have probably two really good teams that don't really yeah. deserve to be playing a one-game playoff, uh, playing a one-game playoff. So uh, we'll see. Anything else on baseball? No, go raise. Raise up. All right. So football, uh, not really much to talk about here. I, I just put in a little checkpoint. One thing. Skip uh, it. Skip it. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much can skip it. The only real notable thing that I could think of, you uh, fans can get mad at me if I missed anything major in football here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Tennessee Titans. Um, the Patriots were involved uh, in the rumors there, but I, you know, kind of never suspected they were going to cough up the money to sign him. Uh, he ended, he ends up going pretty much to the highest bidder, which is Tennessee. Um, the one interesting dynamic there, Tennessee becoming a friendly and familiar spot for these elite wide receivers who may or may not be over the hill um, coming to mind. Julio Jones, Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, all three of those Hall of Fame receivers, uh, people circulating their pictures, have that not-so-memorable portion at the very end of their career with the Tennessee Titans. So DeAndre Hopkins is certainly hoping that's not his fate, um, but he does sign uh, with Tennessee, giving them uh, a little bit more swag as well, given that they're coming, yep. they're, bring, they're bringing back those old Houston Oilers uniforms, the baby yeah, blues. Yeah, you're right. So you got Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins... In those uniforms, maybe maybe it was a maybe it was a, a swag move instead of a football move, you know? 
Never know. Uh, you know, so. maybe it was. Maybe the front office was like, <laughs> time to up the swag. <laughs> Very possible. Um, so that, that's pretty much it for football. Anything else you want to say? Do you, do, you, do you want to comment on the Bucks at all? I don't know if there's anything notable yet. It's training camps basically starting today for a lot of teams. I don't. I just so. want to – we just Baker Mayfield. I'm just so mm. – you know, you're optimistic because it's Baker. He was a number one overall pick. Yeah. And maybe this is when he turns it around. Yeah. <laughs> but – that you're yeah. going to go six and nine, six and yeah. 10 and just yeah. hate. Sometimes, hate sometimes you need that. You need that one year reset when you're coming off of Tom Brady. Like you just need, you need the one year that you're like, you know what? My hopes aren't up. You know, I, I dealt with Cam Wait. Newton. You're going to deal with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I just, you know, you, know, <laughs> you leverage you know. the future and yep. it, and next year, still happy. next year still you'll happy. you'll draft some kid that, that you're going to get excited about, and you'll be like, all right, this could be the future, you know? Like, like we'll or see Kyle how this Trask. goes. Or Kyle Trask, maybe Kyle Trask. Trask. Yes, <laughs> it takes the reins, steals the job. So, uh, so anyway, not much uh, else to report on the Patriots either. Uh, training camp started today, so not, nothing super notable there. Um, so, if nothing else for football, we can move it on to the next one, which you can talk about, which is Wimbledon. Wimbledon finals, yeah. Derek. Did you watch? I did not. No. This was one of the better Wimbledon's I've ever watched truly Wimbledon right. men's finals yeah um so just for um on the women's side Marketa Vondrusova beat Ons Jabor who Ons Jabor is a, a perennial all-star she's gonna win a ton of majors has won a few majors um Marketa Vondrusova was the first unseated player to win Wimbledon she was not seated um so that was kind of a surprise she played really well the better match, Novak Djokovic. So here's the situation. Tennis in men's tennis is in a very weird spot because mm-hmm. Federer retired and he was everyone's favorite. He's your grandma's favorite tennis player. He's yep. my grandma's favorite tennis player. He's just he was the face of tennis. He was he's the gentleman. He's just like he did such a good job over all these years of being like being tennis, basically. Yeah. Um, then Nadal, who was friends with Federer, they had epic matches, you know, they were back and forth for the title, 21, 22, 21, like they were, they were just winning left and right until Djokovic. Djokovic kind of quietly won every time they lost, he was winning. Um, then they got old and he got better. And so now Djokovic, who people hate, he's he has a beautiful tennis game, but he's misogynistic. He's like an anti-vaxxer. He's got really weird views. Um, he just is not, he's just not a guy you want to be the face of tennis. Yeah. And he is currently the, um, greatest tennis player of all time. He has the most slams and is still making it to finals and winning, uh, majors. So Mm -hmm. it's a weird time for men's tennis because people don't really want him to be the best and he just is. Yeah. Right. Um, and you still think, okay, maybe like in my head, I'm still like, oh, it's that era of Nadal and Federer and Djokovic. Like, no, it's just Djokovic now. And he's just yeah. winning them all. Yeah. Um, in comes Carlos Alcaraz, a, a 20, I think he's 20 years old. Wow, Let me okay. see how old he is. Um, really young guy. Mm-hmm. Really, obviously, 20-year-old haircut. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's 20 years old. He had a terrible haircut, like, just like almost like a bowl cut like he cut it in himself in the dorm room like didn't shave yeah. his neck like he was just like looked like a little 20 year old but he's currently like the new young gun of tennis um people love him just because they like change they're looking for anyone else to kind of take the mm-hmm. reins because this younger generation of tennis has been disappointing right um so 
epic match, five sets. Um, J- Djokovic wins the first one. Carlos wins his next two. Djokovic, Djokovic wins the next one. They go. I think they was it a tiebreak. I can't remember, but they played a five set match, and it was to the end. They were just slamming the ball. They were hitting shots I've never seen before. Carlos Alcaraz yeah. has this like fake smash drop shot where he like winds up like he's gonna smash it and then like taps it over the net. Yeah. And like I've never seen Djokovic be run around the court like he has with with this guy. So yeah. Carlos Alcaraz wins as a twenty year old, uh wow, wins Wimbledon, nice. youngest Wimbledon winner since like Nadal when he was eighteen or something like that. Yeah. Um so great game, great for tennis. Um everyone at my at my little birthday thing, it was over my birthday, was watching it. Um so really really good and men's tennis yeah. was kind of in a weird state for the past few mm-hmm. years and i think this is a good sign so yeah. great wimbledon carlos alcaraz wins against Djokovic, who stinks that's great yeah Djokovic stinks like we we hate Djokovic. um the uh it, it's true though because like you're it feels like it'd be spiraling toward a bad place if nobody could compete right like we you need you need a few icons, a few stars to rise up, right? Like we talked about this with golf as well, right? Like where yeah. it was like, who was gonna rise up and like, you know, when Tiger Woods had his whole spiral downward, it's yeah. like who's gonna be the guy that everyone's gonna root for? Like, you know, Rory like rose up and got the video game for a year and then he went he's now gone like twelve, fifteen, thirteen years without winning a major, I think. So like it's like yeah. Uh, you know who's going to be the the guy to rise up? Jordan Spieth had a short run. It reminds me of the same thing with with a sport like tennis, where it's like very individual. You're kind of screwed if there's a guy at the top that you don't want to be at the top and totally. no one can beat him. Yeah. You know, right? It's like it's not like a team sport where like you could overcome that. So, um, so yeah, so that's great for tennis. Uh, we're all Carlos fans now. So we're all Carlos go. fans, at least for now. I don't know right much now. about him yeah. besides <laughs> except yeah. the fact that he's not Djokovic. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we'll. we'll, we'll temper our uh, enthusiasm until we, we we see a little more but do a background um, check yeah, right. <laughs> exactly um, anything else on Wimbledon or tennis no all righty uh, last tidbit uh, here is just a quick NBA note that broke today uh, after a lot of discussion debate about whether the Celtics were thinking about trading him what they were gonna do uh, Jalen Brown signs the new richest contract in NBA history, which will be surpassed by the next contract that gets signed because that's the way it goes in sports now. But yep. uh, five years potential to make $304 million. If you do the quick math there, that's over $60 million a year um, for Jalen Brown, who I like. Uh, I like Jalen Brown. He's very good all-star caliber player, but it's pretty wild the money that these guys start making now uh, when, that- when, it, when it all depends on a max percentage of the cap, you know. As a neutral fan, that seems ridiculous that Jalen Brown is the highest paid player in basketball. It, it, it is. It is. Right. He's not he's not a top 10 player. No, I think he's a top 20 player, probably. Um, and uh, I mean, it's he, a cycle. You're right. The next person right. will get more. But like that's the way it goes. But yeah, I mean, you know, for the next three or four years, like he makes much more money than Tatum does, right? Just just within right. the team, right? And that's just the way it goes. These guys cash in their payday when they get it. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, the, the new CBA, apparently, like, I've seen some reports that say it's going to be very hard for him to play this whole contract out in Boston because of the financial aspect of it, that they'll have to trade him at the end because, like, of they're going to have to pay Tatum and, like, the rules about the 
the over the cap lines and all that stuff. Like, who knows about all that? The point is, it's just like we keep we say it every time that we're like, this is an outlier or this is like insane, and it just keeps getting topped. Like, this is if if he makes that, then just wait until like Giannis, Jokic, Tatum, like. Curry, like all these guys, I mean, I don't know if Steph will get a huge contract at his age, but all these guys that are clearly better than Jalen Brown are next up, right? Like when their contracts come. So it's it's wild. The NBA is just like apparently a money-making machine, like, you know, uh, seriously, way bigger than the NFL. I mean, I mean, these guys get way bigger contracts than the how than do, football players And baseball get. too, like, yeah. how do baseball and basketball, I mean, uh, that's a whole different conversation, but like... There are massive contracts. Shouldn't football yeah, be huge. getting the biggest contract? Yeah, they're like right. the guys who have like the most to like they're risking the most yeah. and they're in the, yeah. the most watched league. Yeah. I, I mean, these NFL it's it's topically related, but these NFL running backs like are, are about yeah. to strike because they can't get a contract. And like it's it's crazy. I mean, the dynamics in sports collective bargaining is is wild. Uh, and, and this is just another example of it where. There's no rhyme or reason trying to compare across sports because their their financial situations are so different. But so anyway, the for at least the moment, uh, the highest paid player in NBA history, uh, the second <laughs> best player on the Celtics, Jalen Brown. So yeah, that's uh, so, funny. so there you go. But uh, don't mistake my commentary for I, I love Jalen Brown. It's just it's commentary on the contract and the state of contracts in the current NBA. So um, so there you go. Anything else on sports? No. Derek. All righty. With time to uh, go into the next section, which is brought to you by the fans. All right. So we have two questions today. One question from Anonymous and one question from our friend Rob Raimundo. Um, so which one do you want to do first, Steve? You want to go with Rob's gotta or the, the Anonymous? Got to do the first one first. Gotta it's go a in good order. question. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Anonymous, if there was a sandwich named after you at your favorite takeout place, what would be on it? And I'll take that a step further, and I think you should include, like, the bread or the wrap or whatever oh, the, okay. whatever the vehicle is, right? So, so like, if, if there was a the Steven or yes. the Steve yes. at a right. – what, what was the place in the North End that had all the, the like – Polly's or Polly's that had Monica's? like the beeswax and uh, no, no Polly. What was the mm. one? Uh, um, yeah, it was Polly's. The, yeah, Polly's. They had a yeah, ton of names, like the, politi- the politician yeah. and like politician. the, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking like that you go in and yeah. it's just, they all have a stupid name and crazy ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know yours? Do you have an idea? I don't have it prepared, but I can, I have an idea. Yeah. Let me guess what yours would be. Okay. Fucking one slice of ham, <laughs> white bread. no, no. <laughs> No, no. Mayonnaise and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to add a slice of American cheese. No, I'm All just right. kidding. Um, you, want, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. All right. So the Derek. Let's see. The Derek. I'm going to go with. Uh, or would it be I'm the d It's going to be. Oh, yeah. Could, yeah, true. Could be. Yeah, it's probably a better name. The Derek's kind of a boring name. Um, so I'm going to go with like a sourdough bread, like panini. Like, like Ooh, so we'll go whoa. with a panini. Okay. A press sandwich. A press sandwich. A press when sandwich. When does a panini become a yeah. grilled cheese? <laughs> so that, that's a good point. We're going to have more than 50% uh, other things besides the cheese here. So nice, um, nice. I'm going to go, my primary meat here is going to be turkey. So, so we'll go with like a, like an oven roasted turkey, let's say. Um, ingredients on that. We're going to have. 
And this is a sandwich I used to get at like my first job. Like they had they had a mm. similar one to this, like in the cafeteria. That was like I wish I could have made it better. So we're gonna go with the panini with the turkey. We're gonna have some red peppers and some mm. caramelized onions on it. Whoa. We're gonna put chipotle mayo. Oh yeah. Uh, let's go with cheddar cheese. Okay. And I'm debating, and and we'll add tomato as well. We'll put tomato on there. Good. Very Uh, good. I was debating if that was like, if that worked with the red peppers and the onions, and I think it does. So we'll put tomato on there and then wrap it up and panini it. So that, there we go. Cool. That's my sandwich. You're just like a savory. It's like, yeah, it's definitely savory. Almost like a grilledy, like like grilled onions, peppers, turkey. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. The Steve or the other name um the saint nick there you go yeah nice uh bread would be a like a really good white like kaiser roll like a um almost like Publix bread like a big mm-hmm. nice yep okay just white bread nothing crazy but like a nice yeah bread yep um i don't know what meat i think like a couple meats maybe like mm. turkey roast beef salami Wow. Beef okay. Salami. Yep. But specifically it would have um banana peppers, like hot like okay. the hot peppers. Yep. yep. It would have hots, you know, you have like the yep. um the hot spicy peppers. It would have mm-hmm. my secret sauce, sauce number one. Remember I used to make okay, my yep, yep, secret yep, sauce. Yep. Um probably a combination of like Munster cheese and like mm. Maybe Provol, no, Munster and Gouda, you know, just oh, like something interesting. with, um, and then toasted. Toast it, right. Okay. Toasted, not pressed. Not pressed, toasted. just heat just heat it out, like like just, toasted, like- Yeah, uh, so the so it's all melty inside. Like, like Subway would do. Like, like, like Subway I'm not, would I'm not, do. I'm not, I'm not equating the toasted. sandwich to Subway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. So some sort of like standard feeling sandwich, like it's just a, yep. like you hold it in your hand and you eat it like a sandwich- Couple meats, couple cheeses, mm-hmm. couple toppings, but lean on the like spicier, yeah, hot end. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's that's that sandwich does pack a punch. You got. Oh yeah. Between mm. the hots and the banana peppers and oh, yeah. the sauces, and then three different meats. You uh, you can you can sell that. Yeah. And then that. like you can add some like lettuce or spinach or onion. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you could add some toppings, but that's the base. Right. Right. So, so, so your, and my secret so sauce. your, and my secret yeah. Sauce. So your sandwich comes with like, they order the St. Nick and then like, it would be clarifying. Like, do you want like lettuce and tomato? But like, so, right. so like it exactly. leaves that open. Cause some, cause some sandwiches you'd just like, it's as packaged. You'd have to ask for it to be right. altered. Right. That's what mine's going to be. They would ask, have to they ask say, for it to be altered. Okay. Yeah. They would say, would you like a lettuce and tomato on your, the Steve? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So there you go. Um, anonymous hopefully that addresses the question i think those are those are uh the sandwiches we're going with so there you Weirdly, go i'm a big sandwich guy and i've never thought about that before yeah yeah hmm. there you go perfect Good question um all right second question comes from rob as i mentioned and we're kind of on the same topic here of food and i feel like we're trending toward another um very important food debate this is important. so the question is what makes a flatbread a flatbread versus a thin crust pizza so there you go. What is? Do you have any initial thoughts on this one? The weird thing 
I thought about this when it was written up here and we talked, Rob brought it up to me before when he was down mm-hmm. here. I don't want to say it, but I think a lot of it has to do with shape. Like, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the mm-hmm. shape of the thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. a flat bread is just shaped like a rectangle <laughs> and a <laughs> and a thin crust pizza is mostly any other shape a square a big circle mm-hmm. anything else i i so can't I, really i can't yeah. really decide any other factors yeah i mean i think shape? i agree i think it could be shape but i'm trying to i'm wrestling with whether it is only shape or not because I can't pinpoint it, but I do feel like the crust is a little different between the two, and and I don't know exactly what the difference is. Like I feel like a flatbread has a little bit of a more substantial crust along the edges than a thin crust pizza, but I don't know how to describe it. And probably it's just because I'm just envisioning two different like pizzas, you know. I will but, like, say they're, they're still categorized. I the think same, you're you know? right. I think a flatbread has. I think a thin crust pizza is crispier. Somehow it has yes, a crispier I think crust. So too. Yeah. Whereas a thin crust pizza or a flatbread is chewy, mm-hmm. but flat. Yeah. Right. Um, so that. So yeah. I don't know how the, how we differentiate still though. <laughs> like, like is the primary differentiator the shape? Like, I, I can't think of any other differentiator. Yeah. Other than this vague like difference in the chewiness of the dough, but like I don't think that it. I don't think that the dough has a substantial enough difference for it to actually be the thing that's de- de- that's separating those. Like if you the, the doughs that you just described, like where the thin crust is like a little bit crispier and the mm-hmm. flatbread is a little bit chewier. If you just swapped those doughs, but the shapes were like, if you just swapped them, like like imagine that thin crust pizza that you yes. were just talking about, and mm-hmm. then just make the dough a little bit chewier. Would you be like, oh, this is a flatbread now? Like I don't think you would. I no. think that you would expect a flatbread to be a rectangle. If I like, ordered a flat, if I ordered a flatbread, and they brought me out a a Papa John's pizza on a plate, like Papa John's thin crust pizza on a yeah. plate, in a rectangle, it would be a flatbread. <laughs> I think I think so too. <laughs> it, it would be a flatbread. They would, yeah. I would ask for flatbread, and they would hand me a rectangular pizza with a thin-ish crust, yeah. and it would yeah. be a flatbread if it's in a rectangle. Yep. yep. That's I can't I, think of any I other think, way to d- differentiate them. I think. Sometimes you got to, sometimes <laughs> this is ironic coming from us on this line of questioning, but sometimes you can't overthink it. And yeah. I think, I think that, uh, your gut might be right here that I think it is the shape. I think the shape is, the shape is practically speaking. The shape is what differentiates these things. Like, so this, yeah. this is another, maybe we shouldn't open this rabbit, <laughs> go down this rabbit hole, open Pandora's box. But does the term flat bread, does bread mean, bread isn't technically mm. dough, right? Is it dough? Like pizza dough and bread <laughs> yeah. are different things. Right, right, right. right. So it was a flat mm-hmm. bread made on bread and a pizza made on something, pizza crust dough slash. Yeah. Huh. There may be something there. I don't know enough about the pizzas. Yeah, yeah. So, See, I don't envision flatbreads being made on bread, but that's, I did just describe that in my head, those the dough, I called it dough, but like the base of the pizza in my head is slightly different between those two and I couldn't pinpoint it. Maybe there is a difference in the ingredients of like a flatbread. I don't, I'd have to know more about that, but 
I I lean on I lean toward the shape argument being yeah. the winner for this one. It's the best thing so. we got. It's the best thing we there got. There you go. Hopefully you're good with that one, Rob. So sorry, Rob. Um, That's the best we got. <laughs> So it's a good question. Uh, Very good question. Yeah, two two great questions today. So thank you to Anonymous and thank you to Rob uh, for the two questions that feed our DM section. Uh oh, Derek. Oh, uh oh, Derek. You know what that sound is? I I am very familiar. Hater alert, Derek. We about to hate. Let's hear it. I hate something, and I'm sure you hate something, and everyone hates something right now. Yep. Fuck domestic airline travel. (laughs) Why why is it so difficult to fly right now? There's Rob and John were in Florida, had flights canceled on back-to-back days. Sunday night canceled. Monday night canceled. It's just, and it's like, oh, there's some weather in like North Carolina, so we can't get you from Tampa to Boston. Like, what? You've been flying planes for 50 years. Yeah. The planes don't know how to go through a cloud. Like, or go around uh, the cloud. Or go around the cloud. Like, canceling. They're like, oh, we don't have pilots. Like, you don't have pilots. You don't have. What are you doing? You kind of kind of your whole business. That's the whole business. You don't have yeah. someone to fly the plane that you. That you said was gonna leave at 6 p.m. today, you just and collected like, like hundreds of dollars per person. Right, so, you just so said to ride on. Yeah. We'll book it, and hopefully we can find a pilot by then. Like, no, have the pilot ready to go before you put the the flight up for sale. You don't have any pilots. There's there's no like backup pilot. It's like, oh, uh, the three guys. We need three guys. Yeah, well, all three of them didn't show up. What the heck is happening? Yeah. What is happening? This is America in 2023, and we cannot fly planes. It's happening all over the country. It's like a, it's a emergency. It's a national emergency. Yeah. That we cannot fly around this country like we have been for the past 20 to 50 years. Yeah. I it's hear you. weird. I, I, I'm just, I'm grateful I haven't had to fly recently because it looks. It's unexplainable, and and in some of the hub areas, like it, from what I've heard in places like New York right now, like what Rob and John just experienced can draw out another two or three days beyond what what they had. Like like it's it's crazy right now. And there's no consequences. Weather. It's just the they're weather. Just, apparently, they're just like, <laughs> oh, sorry, your yeah. flight is canceled. We'll get you on a different one. Like, what other industry do you purchase a thing, and they're like. Sorry, can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, there's no other place where you could buy a thing and they're like, can't, we'll get you a different thing. <laughs> like, no, that's not how this works. And I get it, it's probably really hard to, to run an airline and I get the traffic control is a big thing, but like, figure it out. Yeah, they've figure had a lot of time out. to figure it out. They've had a lot of time to figure so, it out. So that's my hater corner. Very justified. Very justified. I like it. Uh, no, I think, I hate I think it. they're good takes. No, I, I don't like it. the thing. I, I like the take. I like the take. <laughs> yeah, so thoughts and prayers for anybody who is uh, dealing with prayers. that. Uh, hopefully, Rob and John did finally arrive back home. Um, I assume they did. As far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
could be still flying around <laughs> some clouds. They, but. they went to the airport and came back to my house twice. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, is that like, was that end of the work week then? So like, did they, yes, they worked Monday? from my home yeah. Monday and Tuesday. And to, wow. That's, yeah. that is nuts. That's wild. Yeah. And that's, and I'm, so. that, I'm just using them as an example. What's happening every Yeah. Day. It's how, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Mm. All right. So there you go. There's your domestic airline travel hater alert, which is yeah. very justified. Mm. Um, and everybody else can join in on that. So, uh, Remember our Snapchat days when we would collect voice uh, uh, voicemails <laughs> and play them. That was that's, great. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's what reminded me of that. Yeah. We've evolved really well and kept the fans engaged to to yeah. a degree. We don't we don't get them as involved <laughs> yeah. as we should. But like slide into our DMs is good. We had the rap yeah. chat thing. We had Snapchat yep. for a yep. while. We yeah. did the live Instagram show. We did the live YouTube show. Yep. Yep. We could do a better job, it's but true. we don't do nothing. We, we can. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, and I think the the voicemail idea there's probably a better solution than, than, than yeah. people sending us snapchats and recording yeah, the snapchat into our phone <laughs> like, save it and then pull, yeah. send it to myself via email and yeah, yeah there's gotta but, be so anyway way. anyway uh feel free to chime in if you uh, have strong feelings about uh the domestic airline travel or any other hater alert that you'd like to you'd like to have us talk about we can hater alert on your behalf so um, so there you go. Uh, getting into a couple of TV shows. Um, the first one I'll bring up is one that I believe we, I couldn't remember specifically, but Steve is pretty sure he did sometime probably last year. You talked about this on the podcast, uh, have, the bear, yeah. the bear on Hulu, uh, is a show that I just started watching being late to the game. I know there's a I, second season that just came I out. I definitely told um, you to watch it for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think you did. I think you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just started watching it. I'm probably only like four or five episodes in. Uh, oh, you're but, in the first season. Yeah, first season, first season. Oh, great. Um, but very unique. Like you probably said a lot of this before, but totally very uniquely funny, stressful show. Oh, you're, <laughs> um, I mean, if you're only not, four episodes in, you don't even you don't even understand the the show yet. Yeah. The, I mean, uh, I don't want to be like, oh, you gotta you gotta finish it to really understand no, no, it. I, but like, yeah. it is it is one that like legitimately changes at the end. Like yeah. it, you, you get it, you know, it all comes together. Yeah, like, right. Oh, okay. makes perfect sense. Right. Right. Nice. At the end of like yeah. the first season or first season. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think, uh, so far excellent, you know, um, excellent review for me. I think it's, uh, looking forward to continuing it, but yeah, just quick shout out the bear. Uh, very, yeah. very good. Should have listened to Steve in the beginning. Um, if, per uh, usual. if indeed, if indeed he said to watch it, which I'll have to check, but I think I he did. definitely so. <laughs> did. It's a good show. I would have recommended. Um, so there you go. The bear on Hulu, definitely worth the watch. Uh, the next one, the other one that I was going to talk about is the diplomat on Netflix. Have you watched that one, Steve? No, I don't so even the know. Diplomat is, uh, it's kind of like a, it's a little bit like house of cards. It's a political thriller kind of show. Um, it's new this year. So it came out in 2023. Uh, Carrie Russell is, yeah, the, is the main character. That's who it is. Um, and then the, the 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 husband is like another actor that I recognize from a few things recently, but I I don't know exactly what he's from. I don't know if it's the uh, husband, but the guy from, from uh, a Knight's Tale. He's the bad guy oh, in a Knight's, Knight's Tale. Oh, that yeah yeah that's right too. I think I was gonna say he's also remember that uh, kaleidoscope that, stu- that came out. Yeah, yeah, that, he was in that, that as well. Sucked, he was a villain in that. I actually, didn't finish um, that show. But so anyway, Rufus, uh, Rufus Sewell was Count Ademar. Okay. 
Gotcha. I, I never would have guessed his name, but um, well, but so, uh, but anyway, so the diplomat is basically the premise is uh, Carrie Russell's the main character, and she is actually so so the husband is a longtime ambassador for the U.S. and basically she is like also in um, in public office role, and she's basically being like kind of courted to be the next vice president. So like, but she doesn't really know it. Like everybody around her circle is like courting her for a really prime time spot as a vice president. And so they make her the ambassador to, to great Britain basically. And so kind of the premise is like the British are the British ship gets attacked. And like, it's just like all the political ramifications of it, how she handles the international relations with it. It's like, it sounds boring, but it's, 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 it's kind of, it's like a political drama. It's like, it's very much like house of cards from what I remember. I didn't end up watching all of house of cards, but it's got that same, like kind of like, um, competitive for status and power type of power plays going on against the backdrop of like kind of national security stuff and like kind of, um, you know, different character drama relationships, things like that. So are you done with uh, it? Done with season one. So, so the, uh, it's, it's renewed for season two, probably won't be out for a while cause it, it aired in 2023, but I do recommend right. it. If you like were at all into that type of show, like particularly with that house of cards type or like any kind of political like drama stuff, like I think it, it's definitely worth the watch if you like that. So, uh, I'd recommend it. So there you go. If you're looking for something on Netflix, cool. the diplomat, uh, with Carrie Russell. So, Cool. There you go. Um, so that brings us to the next section. I think is one of your specialties, if is I it remember. Everybody's correctly. favorite. I think it. I think it might be. Okay. Everybody's favorite cozy book corner. I have two cozy book corners today because um, I can't remember if I talked about one of them, but I'll be quick. And they're both pretty popular books. So first one is Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony okay. Doerr. Um, that's a very popular book. Came out a year or two ago. He also wrote um, All the Light We Cannot See, which was a yep. very, yep. very, very popular book. Um, World War II, historical fiction, spectacular book, five-star book, that one for sure. Um, and then that was like 10, not 10, probably five or six years ago. So a long gap between books for this mm-hmm. guy who had a spectacular debut. And this is his second book, Cloud Cuckoo Land. Beyond the terrible title, it's a it's a god-awful <laughs> title, Cloud Cuckoo Land. Um, it's a pretty good book. It's, he has, he's a great writer. Um, it's really long. It's a book about a book. So it's a book about like this ancient text Mm-hmm. that gets like there's a there's like an ancient times like Constantinople battle where they're reading the book then there's a present day where the book is relevant and then there's a future like it's in the the near future like space travel where the book is mm-hmm. relevant and it's basically like this how it's all connected and this book survived thousands of years through the word of mouth and also people protect right. you know it's a, it's like a cool idea but it really is like three to four different stories all in one book. Like it's like a historical mm-hmm. fiction. It's a sci-fi novel with the future stuff. It's a, like a horror at some point. It's a fantasy with the reading of the actual book. Yep. Um, so it's just too much. It's just a lot going on. It's a well-written, it's all beautifully connected, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's just a little too much. So I gave it 77 Steve Nicholas avocados. 
great writer. I would read all the thing, all the light we cannot see first. If you haven't read that, right? Okay. Um, okay. Nice. Second book is the Ninth House by Lee Lee Bardugo. This book is way more up my alley. This is a um, Yale secret. It's like a it's a fantasy fiction. It's like mm-hmm. my wheelhouse, which is the real world, but with like a slight fantasy twist. Mm-hmm. So it's the Yale secret societies. There's eight uh, eight secret societies of Yale. You've heard of the Yale secret societies. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, generally, it's like, but yeah, it's like the it's like frats, but like for super yeah. rich and fancy people. They cut like right. they call them kingmakers. Like half of like the politicians mm-hmm. were in one of them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so this woman actually went to Yale and knows the houses. So she uses the houses and all this information. Like this this house is is better speakers. This house is lawyers. This house is this, and it's actually kind of like that. But mm-hmm. there's a they're cults, so they have like different magical mm. pieces. Um, I won't spoil too much, but there's one, the ninth house, which is the new house, Lethe, to oversee, they like, it's a fake house to oversee all the others and to make sure okay. these like kids who are in their early twenties, literally like casting spells to be rich and shit like that. Or they're like yeah. sacrificing animals and doing crazy shit. Obviously there's some big ghosts and badass stuff, but, um, really, really funky, really cool. Um, fun easy and sets it up for a series like you will not, i'm going nice, to read the second nice. book so there's if you want to read a fantasy series that's cool quirky and fun and a little spooky the ninth house by lee bardugo 85 percent steve nicholas avocados nice nice really cool really unique i really liked it there you go 85 that's not quite certified i don't think not on quite your certified scale, but but you have a high bar so i do have a high uh bar. maybe the sequel can get there so mm. but uh but there you go, the ninth house and Cloud Cuckoo Land. Uh, definitely err on the side of the ninth house if you're uh, staring at the two of them on a bookshelf at the bookstore, waiting, choosing which one to buy. So, hundred percent. So there you go. Um, moving on to a couple final topics to clean up before we hit the final drive. Um, I see you put down here uh, Oppenheimer, which Oppenheimer, is Oppenheimer, and uh, Barbie both came out and smashed records. Barbieheimer, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smash records for box office uh, for like a dual movie opening on the same weekend. Um, so what? What is your? Did you see either of them? I saw Oppenheimer. Okay. Yep. Okay. Have so you seen either of them? I did not see either one yet. Okay. But um, I but I would rather see Oppenheimer first. So I will. Let's. I'll start with. Let's start with this. I really enjoyed the dual marketing mm-hmm. of these two completely different random movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they did it on purpose or they just like caught some momentum and did it, but like the Barbenheimer, like people yeah, are dressing yeah. up in Barbie costumes and then like Oppenheimer costumes. And it, it kind of made me excited to see this movie. Uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. I, I heard Barbie's right. good, but I was more excited to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. Right. Um, so I did see Oppenheimer on Friday. I may get some feedback for saying this. <laughs> It's people are loving it. It's like really, oh, the first half is so good. The second half, blah, blah. I didn't love it. The second mm. half of Oppenheimer, and if you see it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, is so bad compared to the first <laughs> half. It it ruins the movie for me. It truly ruined the movie for me. The movie's three hours long. Wow. It yeah. could be two hours long and be great. Um, I won't spoil anything, but. 
obviously you know how the movie ends or should end. It's right. he's building the bomb, the atomic yeah. bomb that we dropped on Japan. Sorry to spoil that yeah. for people who didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. But um that is very clearly there's some building there and like it builds to a to a moment, clearly. Right. Not the moment you think it builds to actually. It's like a different moment. But mm-hmm. um same idea, building a bomb and yeah. then obviously the explosion of the bomb. Right. And then it shifts gears to something completely different. Hmm. Um, and I don't want to spoil it. So I'll just say it it makes you try to care about something meaningless as much as you cared about dropping a bomb on Japan and killing hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> like yeah, it, it right. truly is like, no, it's just as important as killing hundreds of thousands of people. This, this other thing. thing, like this other yeah. thing that that happened to Oppenheimer, you're like, no, I don't, I don't care anything about that. That's yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, especially, so I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like especially because that makes it a three hour and right. fifteen the, minute movie or whatever yeah, it is. Cut, you the, know? cut that second half. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um. So, it was really good. It's well made, very well produced. Acting is great. Killian, Chillian Murphy is spectacular um so i'm hating on it a little just for the hot take but it truly could be an hour shorter and it would be a better movie yeah there you go so that is i still definitely plan on seeing that sometime soon you should Um, i mean you should see it just so you know what i'm talking about right yeah true true exactly um and, and just one one other final thought on the on the dual marketing part of it not so much on the marketing of it but i felt like it was kind of refreshing to have like two huge movies that everybody was talking about that weren't just like reboots of yeah. like the, the fifth, the fifth Fast and Furious or the tenth, you know, uh, Marvel, Marvel movie, movie or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, a good it's point. like it's like finally some just different movies that people were all talking about. I think is great. Yeah. Um, and great just in general for like the movie like no going one, industry. It, I know? will say it's been a while since I went to a movie and I knew what Oppenheimer was about, but I really like didn't know what they were going to talk about for three hours yeah so right. like it was nice to go to a movie and be yeah. like i don't know what's going on i'm hyped for it yeah. and i'm not really sure why yeah right right exactly uh so there you go uh hopefully you picked uh which uh barbie or oppenheimer you want to see first and you have plans to to check one of them out so uh last but not least or maybe least uh on the Definitely list least. um <laughs> Twitter, uh, we woke up uh, yesterday, I believe, we woke up and saw the news that Twitter was no more, uh, now called X. So, uh, I believe X.com is, uh, <laughs> is, that, is, is I believe so, yes. Um, X. X.com goes to uh, Twitter. So, <laughs> that is, uh, and Twitter's new logo is just an X, uh, kind of a somewhat stylized X, but nonetheless an X. Um and apparently, uh, Elon Musk had put in a while ago, Twitter's business name has been like X something, X Corporation or like whatever it is. X, X has been their like name officially, like business wise for a while, I think, like since like the end of last year. Um, so this was in the making, I think. But one morning just flipped over and now it is uh, X instead of Twitter. So. Um, do you have any thoughts? I have a question this? for you. Yes. Has any person in history done more to tank the usefulness and coolness of an <laughs> of a thing? 
quicker than Elon Musk has tanked Twitter. Because <laughs> I, within a month, and truly, I, like, I don't love Elon Musk, but like, I like Twitter. I did. It was one of, I don't have Instagram, so I was using Twitter yeah. more often than most social media uh, apps. Within a month of Elon taking over, it just became this like cesspool and it was so bad and poorly run and all the all the information was either like it was like bro fights like watch like or like this crazy yeah. these crazy videos or information about Elon Musk and I just like had to get off of it. Yeah. So I got off Twitter and now and and since then it's just been a dumpster fire. Like he's firing yeah. people, changed to X. It's just I've never seen and now Threads is out, and it's like, yeah, quadrupled the users in like ten days. It, yeah, I just, I love watching it burn, but I, I, I've never seen something like this. It's crazy. I, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, like what I read about the shift to X is that their like larger vision is to have like to expand it quite a bit beyond just like what Twitter is. So I guess you got to re- reserve judgment until you see what happens. But like, I mean. Elon is 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 in is entering an arena with like very established like social media giants like and he just kind of like flies by the seat of his pants and thinks that he can like I think just he, like change things and come out on top like I, I don't know like I truly think that he he's got these like fanboy people that yeah. and like he was probably living on Twitter and thought oh everyone loves me look how funny I am look how cool I am because the small base of people that like me really like yeah. me and I can say and do yeah. anything and people like me and now he's doing things to Twitter and people are like we hate you we don't <laughs> like you no one likes you stop changing this stuff <laughs> like your your 500 fanboys will always like bow down to you but your the reason people liked Twitter was for Twitter not because of you so yeah and you're ruining it so yeah <laughs> good riddance yeah I mean the, the one thing I guess you you've you can never discount as like the publicity, right? Like, like we've been down this road with, with other celebrities that, you know, that have become president or have, have become yeah. another, oh, you know, like publicity is worth something. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, I, the only reason you can't totally say to answer your previous question about like tearing it down to the ground, basically, or burning it down to the ground, like unintentionally, the only reason we have to kind of, reserve judgment until you see what happens is like you know just his simple publicity and like exposure right like the fact that we woke up and it's like headlines that he changed the name from twitter to x it's like ever like it it feels like he's going off the rails but like anytime you can do something and get that much attention i you never you just never know what what that will i hear you what he can turn it into this doesn't seem like the right thing i i agree i I agree i'm just saying you never know what will happen but so anyway, uh, x.com is now uh, <laughs> your oh, your God. your uh, trusted social media platform for 140 characters or less. So <laughs> unless you pay $8 a month, then, yeah. then you can get more characters than that. <laughs> so um, so there you go. Uh, there's Twitter uh, undergoing its transformation. Um, anything else in the miscellaneous set of topics before no. we go to the final drive? Let's final drive it. All right, let's final drive it. You want to go first or you want to go second? First, Eric. First, do it. Okay. So over July 4th weekend, we went to the Bahamas to a place called Cat Keys. The Cat Keys, nice. Cat Key Bahamas. C, but it's spelled C-A-T-C-A-Y-S. So right. a non-local would say Cat Keys, but it's actually Cat Keys. 
Right. You're a um, local. You know that. Private island. We took a boat there. There's like wow. 80 houses on the island. Um, a private golf course, nine holes. You walk. You just walk up, play it. It's a beautiful course. There's a pro there. There was a tennis pro who was number one in doubles in the world on call for tennis wow. lessons. He was just standing on the tennis court <laughs> at 9 a.m. for whoever wanted to show up and take tennis lessons from a professional who was number one in the world in doubles. It was like... Wow. It was White Lotus. I just... I had a White Lotus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was awesome. I mean, like, it, the people we went with, um, we loved them. We met them through pickleball and it was super, super fun. Um, but I just had to say, like, it was crazy. I've never been in... We, we took a boat over there. The water's crystal clear. They're feeding sharks off the edge. Their house is on the beach, like, on a private beach. It just was... It was extravagant, yeah. um, but it's beautiful. The island's gorgeous. If you ever get a chance, you probably won't because you might need an invite, but Cat Keys, Bahamas, <laughs> it's right next to Bimini. It's like the island next to Bimini. It's much, much smaller. Um, yeah. But if you can get over there, get over there because it is awesome. Wow. It sounds really, amazing. really awesome. So yeah. there you go. The Steve's real life White Lotus experience, but yeah. without all the like, all the crash There's no and murder. Stuff, so. There was no murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there you go, cat keys. Uh, don't make the mistake of mispronouncing it and sounding like you like you don't belong. So. Yeah, do not do there that. You go. <laughs> um, my final drive, uh, calling it back to the beginning of the podcast when you talked about PS5, uh, MLB The Show 23. Uh, I was a little bit late to the game considering baseball season is well underway. It's in July, but I just literally. got this game. I, I just got, yeah, true. Late uh, to the game. Literally late to the game. Uh, I just got this game a couple of days ago, though. I've been trying it out. I, I had read that this was actually a, a jump forward this year for the MLB The Show franchise as far as like the game development, right? Like it wasn't as stagnant as it's been in the past. Um, I didn't have the game last year, so I can't like compare it to last year. But I will say, overall, this is still one of the best sports games out there. I know that you knew, you know that it was, in all the times that you played the show, it was pretty consistently one of the best sports games best, out there. I one agree. of the best made games. Great sports game. Um, and, you know, they, they continue to expand, like, the card collection mode, like Diamond Dynasty mode that I know you played a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of great creativity in franchise mode. Um, you can create stadiums and stuff now, so it's like... Um, you you make your Diamond Dynasty team and make your stadium as well, so you can kind of have that customization to it. Um, and then what I haven't tried yet, but I have seen the reviews for it's next up on my list. There's a whole, there's another entire mode that's the that's a Negro League mode that like walks you through the whole history of the Negro League and like has like documentaries like interstitched with like some of the biggest icons of the Negro League era that like you might not like know them because they're not as like like popularized in modern day MLB, but like the, there's like those, you know, like complete the moments stuff that you yeah, do in like diamond right. dynasty. There's like tons of those for like the original Negro league and like recreating like all these like Jackie Robinson and satchel page and like all these moments from these icons from that league. So it's from the reviews. It sounded like that was a very well received and cool hmm. like mode in the game. So I'm looking forward to trying that as well. So uh, overall, I think if you're a fan of the show and you haven't played it in a couple of years, it might be worth uh, giving it a try, even though you know, you've know you missed half a baseball season by now, but yeah. never too late to, to, to give it a try. So uh, I don't really have a rating because I've only no. had it for a couple of days, so, but I recommend it if you're into that. So It's a good game. It's a very good game. It is. It is. So there you go. That'll do it. Uh, anything that's else? It. Anything else on those? No, that's it for me, Derek. So. That'll do it for episode number 173. Thank you again to Anonymous and to Rob for the questions. And we will see you guys next time on episode 170.
Singapore. Congrats on your new house, Derek. Later days, 